there. Thanks for tuning in to Healthish, your almost daily podcast from Body and Soul. I am your host, Felicity Harley. Let me ask you something. Do you have private health insurance? Or perhaps you're thinking about getting it. My guest today is Lacey Philippich. She is an author of the book Money School, a financial educator, chemical engineer and TEDx speaker. And she is going to give you some great tips, advice and hacks on how to make your health insurance work harder for you. Now, we keep our healthy-ish episodes quite short, but if you want to hear today's full interview where Lacey talks more about simple ways to save on health insurance, plus how she managed to retire at 31... Yes, you heard that right, 31. Search for Extra Healthy-ish wherever you get your awesome pods like this one. Lacey, welcome to Healthy-ish. Now, private health insurance, every year the costs keep increasing, in some cases by 30% more than inflation. Although this year, I have to say, we were the lowest in more than 10 years. Now, I, I just want to know, why does this keep happening? Yeah, I know. It's such a big thing, isn't it? No one really likes getting that notice that says, guess what? Your premium is going up. Look, there's a few reasons. You've already mentioned inflation, which is cost of uh, goods just going up. That's just what happens in life. Um, The second part is also the cost of the service delivery. So it's getting more expensive to provide healthcare because people are living longer. We're having uh, more illnesses later in life that need to be dealt with and the cost that the health insurers bear is increasing. And then I guess there's also an aspect of a health insurance provider is generally a business. They need to make sure they're covering their costs and accounting for that. Now, the good news is, of course, the government disincentivizes them going for gold, for going for too much of an increase by using something called a rebate adjustment factor. And it's wonderful to see that working in the consumer's favour at the moment. As you've seen, not a huge increase. We didn't get an increase last year, so that's good news for us. Now, and yeah, can you just quickly talk about that? The, The government does regulate how much they can and can't go up, right? They do approve each specific company, yes, you can put it up this much or you can put it up that much, right? Is that how it works? Well, what they do, well, it's close. It, it's it's not actually individual companies, but what they do is they ask the companies to tell them in advance how much you're going to put it up by. And they get an average and they say, gee, how close is that average to inflation? So what they don't want to see is a massive gap between inflation and how much those prices are rising. And what they do if the gap is too big is they increase their rebate adjustment factor very long term. But basically, it's their way of saying, hey, we're not going to subsidise as much of the private health as we have been doing. And they reduce that amount through tax. And what happens then is the consumer then has to pay more of that gap, right? And if there's too much of a gap, then people go, oh, it's a bit too expensive for me. And they start dropping out as customers. So it's a kind of a roundabout way of getting there. And they do do it as an average. So there are some funds that are lower and some funds that are higher. And sometimes it's reasonable and sometimes the government might go, "Mm, that sounds a little bit like you're going overboard there. (laughs) So they use that rebate adjustment factor through our tax. So it's quite a lengthy process. It takes them quite a long time to get there. And it starts months in advance of that one April rise. Yeah, right. So, but there's an upside this year, right? Particularly if you're under 30. Tell tell us about Mm. this. This is actually really exciting, isn't it? Um, I was so delighted when I saw this. Except so what if you're over 30, was... like me. Well, 
<laughs> yeah, it was. But I guess it's a big thing for young people these days. So what used to happen is when you turned 25, the health insurer said, great, you're an adult now. You can't be on mum and dad's health insurance policy anymore. And of course, having a group of people on a health insurance policy introduces some saving, right? You don't have to pay as much as if you're by yourself. So it used to be at 25, you had to go and get your own insurance policy. They're increasing that by six years. It's now going to be when you turn 31. So that's really exciting for people who were worried about being able to afford that health insurance in that 25 to 30 year age bracket. And the reason they're doing that is that they hope that more people coming off at 31 will be able to afford that health insurance and get that continuity because they found that a lot of young people weren't able to afford it. So that's what they're trying to do that for, which is really lovely for us. We've won. Hurrah. Yeah. Well, I suppose, yes, because you dropped off at 25 and then you probably didn't take it up till you, you're in your 30s. And if you're a woman, particularly when you start thinking about babies, right? And so, and then you have of to course. wait for your cover to kick in after a year. So how, I mean, if you, if you haven't got health insurance, what, how do, or if you have got it, I suppose, how do you go about picking the right cover? I mean, the hospital, the extras, both having a baby. It's so confusing sometimes. Oh, it can be really confusing. And the good news is there's lots of regulation that's come in to make it less confusing. So it used to be a case of trying to compare compare Health Fund A and B was really hard, trying to dissect their product disclosure statement, the PDS, which everyone talks about in insurance. There's a great site now called privatehealth.gov.au that is like an apples for apples comparison. So I would suggest most people go there first to work out what they want because you can see what the different providers offer in a very, oh, this is what Provider A offers, this is what provider B offers. Side by side, it's easy to understand. So that's the first thing I'd suggest people do. And the reason you need to look at that is because everybody's needs will be different. Like you said, when you're really young, you don't want to be paying for maternity cover that you're not going to use. And likewise, when you get a bit older, you want to maybe add that in if you're thinking about starting a family. And given that there are waiting periods for some of these things, maternity is a really good example because it's usually a year. So you don't want to wait till you're pregnant because by the time you've finished that 12-month period, you're not going to be eligible for anything. So it is something you need to be proactive about and have a think about your personal circumstances. And you mentioned the hospitals and extras one. That's a really important decision for most people. And I guess the general advice that you can give is if you're finding it hard to afford anything uh, to do with your health insurance, that extras is the place where it's hardest to get good value. And that's because it's where you get those rebates for things like, I don't know, chiropractic treatment or massage, depending on what your individual fund offers and what level you choose. And often because it takes so many visits to be able to earn back the premium you pay, sometimes you're better off just keeping that cash and paying for those up front. The hospital cover, of course, is the one that means you get better treatment in a particular hospital going into a private room sometimes. You get to choose your dates and times often for uh, surgeries and things like that. Um, And also the emergency cover. We all want our ambulance coverage if we can. There's also a tax incentive only on that hospital part. So the extras doesn't reduce your taxable income at all, whereas the extras, uh, sorry, whereas the hospital cover does. So I guess the general thing is if you're struggling, have a look at just hospital. Extras is a bit tougher to get value out of. So you want to be very clear about what you're going to use it for before you sign up for extras. Actually, that's a great point, and that's how you get more bang for your buck, right? You just, I mean, you just have to really have to be on top of it. And I know, you know, a great tip that someone said to me once is just each year, just write down the things that are where you're at in life and what's most important, and just check it every year to make sure you're getting the mess, the best bang for your buck. Lacey, thanks so much for coming on a healthish. Um, it was great to have you on. Thanks for having me. 
you loved this chat with Lacey, we have more. That's right, we've just launched a big sister podcast called Extra Healthish, a new podcast from Body and Soul that gives you that little bit extra in your day, extra interviews, extra insights, and extra healthy advice for your mind, body, and soul. Extra Healthish publishes a new episode for your wonderfully healthy ears every Monday to Thursday. For more, head to bodyandsoul.com.au and remember, you can jump online and um, follow us on Instagram and Facebook. Thanks for joining us as always. And if you have a moment, we'd be so grateful if you could rate, review and subscribe. And until tomorrow, at least stay healthish. News doesn't have to be boring. The Brits have given Prince Harry a new nickname after yet another tell-all interview. Oh, God, is it the ginger winger? <laughs> <laughs> Let the team at news.com.au get you up to speed each day with their podcast from the newsroom. A couple were busted joining the Mile High Club. Well, I guess they can't fly virgin anymore. <laughs> Politics, sport, red carpets, royals. Get all the goss in just a few minutes. Follow from the newsroom wherever you get your podcast from. Listener.